It's time to find balance and be refreshed here on Every Heart, Every Woman. Every Heart, Every Woman. Get ready for uplifting music and inspiring interviews. Every Heart, Every Woman. Let's get motivated to move forward as we share our life experiences. Welcome to the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host. Before we jump into our interview for today, we're going to set the tone like we always do with some music. This is Everlasting Love. It is performed by me and it's from my CD entitled True Worship. Sit back and enjoy. Get excited over 
Welcome back, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. I hope you enjoyed Everlasting Love. That is from my CD entitled True Worship. Everyone, our radio show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can find out all of the great information about Love Ministries as you go to their website. Go to loveministriesbuilds.org. You can also head over to my website, carlanivens.com. Carla is spelled with a K, and Nivens is N-I-V-E-N-S. Well, everyone, I've invited two of my friends to our radio show today for really a little roundtable discussion. I like to have friends on every now and then, and I feel like right now in our culture, there are things going on that um, people of God really need to speak up about. So first, we have Viveka Deans. She is child of God, of course. She enjoys photography, beekeeping, and gardening. Welcome, Rebecca. Thank you for having us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here. And we also have Karen Plater with Kay's Unique Crafts. Kay's is K-A-Y-S, then unique, and then crafts is K-R-A-F-T-S. Um, Karen can be reached by going to her Facebook page, which is K's-Unique-Crafts. Karen, thank you so much for being here, first of all. We appreciate you. Appreciate your time. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Yes, indeed. I enjoy, um, of course, being a part of the Sister Circle, which I know you all from, ladies. But one of my other things that I have fell in love with, and that is making wreaths. Wreaths meaning W-R-E-A-T-S, T-H-S. Everybody thinks that wreaths are for Christmas time. Not true. Wreaths can be for any time of the year. And guess what? In December, I went to an art festival. My daughter fell in love with all of these wreaths that cost a whole lot of money. And I said, you know what? You're not buying that. I can go home and make it. And that's how my business was born, just by seeing beautiful wreaths, going home, experimenting, and creating them for myself. And you know what I noticed? That when you think that you don't have a talent or that you can't do anything, that's when God shows you that you can do anything. One of my favorite scriptures are... Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. And that's how my business was birthed out of making beautiful wreaths. And it's only been a short period of time, but I've had an overwhelming audience of people who are interested. And I have had an abundance of orders of people wanting to purchase my unique wreaths. So if you're interested, go over to my website uh, Facebook page, K's Unique Crafts, and check them out. I'll be more than happy to service you. We do custom orders, and we also do regular everyday orders. But some of the things that we do are unique um, Afrocentric uh, divas. This week, I was challenged to do a, a, a man, which I did, and it came out really awesome. I've done some flowers. Check it out. You will be very pleased of what you see. It's not the very traditional type of reefs that you look at. Yeah. Well, Karen, 
um, you brought up that we are a member of a sister circle. And, yes. you know, we really feel like the Lord put this together because it wasn't on purpose. That's we correct. get together every year for our friend Chastity Bass uh, for her um, birthday. And right. this year was, of course, during COVID. And we met we met outside social distance. And we talked, we were supposed to be there for what, an hour and a half? We were there for about five, six hours. Still talking and still sharing and encouraging each other. And we really needed that. And so we said, we must keep this up and do it every month. So we've been doing that. And um, whether it's via Zoom this month, I missed it. It was, uh, we met and walked um, outside, which, which which was perfect. And Karen wasn't doing these reads when we first started meeting, but like she said, you know, sometimes you just have to try something. Sometimes you just have to see, I don't know, do you think I can do this? And then it turned into a business. Absolutely. That's literally how that Absolutely. was born. Absolutely. Um, and, and that's how this radio show was born. I had, I never done anything on radio, didn't know what I was doing. Until the first wow. time I did this radio show. That's when I started <laughs> learning. So wow. that really is the truth. Like if you yeah. feel like, you know, I'm, I think I want to try something. I think I have a heart for something. I think I'm being pulled in a certain direction. Try it out. You never know what what will happen. That's yeah. true. And I thank you ladies for um, always being such an encouragement. We are constantly praying for each other, sharing yes. our prayer requests. Just helping each other through sending scriptures, you know, praying for our children, our parents, all of the, you know, everything that concerns life. And this Mm -hmm. sister circle is not a, um, is not a man bashing, number one. Not at all. It is not, you know, there's nothing negative about it. It's all uplifting and all, you know, just pushing each other into the presence of the Lord, sending each other um, worship music. You know, oh, yes. if you get a word during your quiet time, we type it on our, you know, on our chat group. And it's very, very, very uplifting. So, number one, yes. uh, I appreciate you all. And I encourage everyone who's listening. You probably need to get one of these groups because, yes. you know, it, <laughs> it's very helpful. It's very helpful. Yes. Well, um, Rebecca and, and, and Karen, thank you so much for joining us today um, because I really reached out really last minute after this week and after um, just the, 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 the reading of the verdict of this week, I really thought, I, I think people need to know what women are thinking, women who truly follow the Lord are thinking and going through and um, and, and, you know, what's, what's going through our heads, what's going through our hearts, what's going on in our homes uh, for our children. So the first question I want to ask is really take, taking us back. Um, how has your family adjusted to this new normal of COVID? I'll start. Um, I guess one of the unique things in our situation is we are a homeschool family. So we, you know, we were home already. And then all of our outlets, uh, some people think homeschooling means you're at home all the time, but 
No, we do some things at home, but a lot of our things are away from home, going to the library, going to museums, going to the park, uh, you know, going to the YMCA, whatever the case may be. And all of our outlets got shut down one by one. And uh, our oldest is a social butterfly. So it was, I, I, I guess I tend to be more, more introverted. So it was kind of a welcome uh, relief to me, like, whew, you know, all these things on my schedule were taken off. And I wasn't really talking with them to ask, you know, how do you feel about all this? I, you know, I was hearing the complaints and, oh, man, and what have you. But it wasn't until we, um, the last thing that we did before everything, restaurants and everything were shut down was we went to National uh, Pancake Day at IHOP. Mm. It was, and uh, when we got there, they had these special pancakes that they were offering that day. And uh, we placed our order. And as soon as we play, finished placing our order, I look and our daughter is like in full-blown meltdown. And I'm trying to figure out what about ordering pancakes is so upsetting. <laughs> and then she said, everything shutting down. It was just at that point, you know, it was just overwhelming for her. And so, you know, I mentioned, I said, well, you know, they're just doing the best they can. They're doing what they believe is in the best interest of everybody. And, you know, we'll be okay. We don't want to get sick. We don't want to make anybody else sick. Um, and so, you know, she seemed to get that. Um, and we just started to make the best of it. I would, at that time, things were ramping up. The numbers of cases were ramping up. Uh, they were still publicizing that it was uh, airborne up to 30 feet, mm -hmm, <laughs> you mm -hmm, know. Mm -hmm. And so um, I would let them ride with me in the van just to give them some out away from the house time. But they could not go in any buildings with me, you know, and I was masked up. And um, a lot of the things we were already doing, we kept sanitizer in the van. Uh, you know, kept wipes and things in the van. Uh, things that changed were making sure that we had masks in the van um, and making sure that we cleaned our hands between every stop. Uh, so for the most part, some things remain the same, but yeah, we, we pulled in a tight rein on our interactions. Mm -hmm. How about you, Karen? For us, um, it was very I would say kind of traumatic. No one verbalized it, but it really was. Um, when the pandemic happened, we were in the last couple of months of our senior graduating. So the pandemic happened when she was on spring break. And then, and then it was like, you're not going back. And of course, for a kid, naturally, it's like, Oh, yay. But then it was like things started settling in where it's like no prom. Uh, there was hesitation of whether there would be a graduation. Now, keep in mind, this is a kid that's been to school for 13 years and high school graduation is everything. Prom mm -hmm. is everything. And now you don't know if any of that is happening. And all of the family outside of our immediate family is out of state and have purchased airline tickets to come to graduation mm -hmm. um, or to drive 
from out of state to come to graduation and everybody's in limbo. So it was pretty testing. And then the fact that, okay, so now you're stuck home as a kid, you're having to do online school and you hate it. You don't like it. Okay. And then you have two parents that are trying to work from home. Thank God we had jobs, but trying to deal with the dynamics of three people trying to learn how to live with each other 24-7. It was challenging. It was very challenging. Um, I was at the kitchen table. My husband was upstairs at his office, but it didn't have a door. And my daughter was in her room. And that dynamic was pretty, um, pretty trying. And, you know, we just literally had to start trying to think about, okay, okay, we're blessed because we still have jobs because a lot of people lost their jobs. Um, You're blessed because you're able to continue to go to school. Don't know if we're going to get the prom. Don't know if we're going to get the graduation, but you are finishing. So let's keep moving. Um, and, you know, and then we had to start staring our, our, our mental state to the point that we are still blessed. We still have our life. We are not sick and we're going to do everything that we need to do to not be sick by staying home. Um, if one goes out, make sure you're masked up, like Viveka said, um, and just make sure that you are hand sanitizing, wiping everything down, yada, yada, yada. So um, we did get over it. We did get through it. Um, I found myself, although I walk um, daily, I find myself walking like three times a day because I got to the point where the walls were caving in, where I was tired of looking at the same place. And honestly, tired of looking at the same people too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, and honestly, got tired of watching television. Everything you just get tired of. And when I got to my just tired of, can't do it no more, that's when I put my shoes on, my tennis shoes on, and just said, I'm going for a walk. And that helped me to get you know myself together, whether it be um, praying or listening to my praise and worship music. Sometimes you just need some alone time. And that's the other thing. I no longer had any alone time. Mm-hmm. That that was the thing as well. Although, of course, we're all in the same house. Alone time was important to me. And I didn't have alone time anymore. So it was an adjustment. It was yeah. an adjustment. But uh, we survived and we did have an, a graduation, but the graduation was later mm-hmm. um, than it was supposed to be. Um, it, the, the venue changed where it was outside at a football field. And unfortunately, no family outside. Oh, no family was able to come other than our immediate family. So that that was kind of sad. We did. um, They did uh, stream it so the family could see it, you know, via streaming, which was we were grateful for that. But um, unfortunately, no family was able to come. Actually, we had. um, I guess five tickets or something. Yeah, we had five tickets and we. Um, two close friends we invited to come that knew her and she was really young. But I mean, it changed everything. It changed yeah. everything for us. You know, it's it's important to talk about these things so that people know. Um, number one, I think our experiences really bring us together because so many families 
experience the same thing the same way. Yeah. Um, right. uh, but a lot of times maybe we wouldn't share about this, you know, right. um, our family, the same, our daughter was, uh, did graduate last year and prom was canceled. Um, even though they tried their best, you know, mm-hmm. to, to, and, but we did, um, graduation outside as well. One thing that we really learned is that, you know, uh, Rebecca, like you said, when you have, we are all social beings, like we really are social beings and mm-hmm. being enclosed in one place wasn't, you know, it, at first we thought, yes, we'll be able to figure our way through this, but it, it's not really healthy, you know, right? Right. It's not really healthy. So right. we did begin meeting with our neighbors outside. And that really, really, really helped just to have mm-hmm. that time of sitting outside. None of us faced each other. We were all facing outwards and, you know, um, and we looked forward to it. You know, we would do it about once a month and we would allow our children to do that as well. And mm-hmm. that that helped to keep their spirits up, especially our daughter, who really was, you know, saw things, important things being plucked away from right. her one by one as we got right. Closer, right. And closer and closer and thought we are not going to be able to safely have a prom inside, you know? Right. So all of these things, her, her school, uh, her college actually allowed them to have a prom this year. So yes. So hmm, that, awesome. that was, a, that was that creative. Was a gift. Yes. That was a gift. She was able to, to um, get that back. And we did do the walking as well. We would walk, we walked as a family every single day up and down our street and man, thank goodness for, <laughs> thank goodness for that. Right. Thank goodness for that time. Um, so here's, here's my second question. As we just shared how our families were trying to stay healthy, um, against COVID amidst COVID, but then all of a sudden we have this racial injustice that plays out in front of us and really in front of the world. Mm-hmm. How did you all work your way through that on top of your whole routine is snatched from you <laughs> and you can't get away from these images and these images are so truly heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, I'll start on that one too. Uh, Actually, many years ago, back in the early 90s, I stopped watching the news because the news was always bad news. And we've continued that um, thus far. And so that shielded us quite a bit from a lot of the imagery and and what have you. Um, And then going forward, we just... um, we we just we didn't talk about it a whole lot actually I, I don't know whether that was helpful or not but um, I'm going to let Karen speak too. <laughs> okay. Um, I would say that um, we didn't talk about it a whole lot either. I think my husband wanted to talk about it, but I'm one of those that when things get me, it really gets me, and I don't want to be too emotional. So. Um, we did watch the news, but I would limit myself. Like I would only watch for so much. And so um, regarding the George 
Floyd situation that happened, I saw that video one time and it just kind of took me over, if you will. Like it was just like cringing and like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Um, and my husband's like, okay, come on, watch this over with me again. Nope, nope, I'm not doing that because, you know, um, what I know about myself is that if you keep pushing and you keep pushing, then um, it may take me to a place where I don't want to be. So I'm, I was just like, no, 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 thank you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I know it's time for us to take a break. So we'll break right here. And then we're going to get back into this conversation in just a minute. Heart Every Woman, the show where women find balance, peace, and inspiration. Now let's get back to the show with your host, Carla Nivens. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. Our show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can find out all of the great information about Love Ministries as you head to their website. Go to loveministriesbuilds.org. You can also check out my website at carlanivens.com. Carla is spelled with a K. Nivens is N-I-V-E-N-S. Well, I've invited a couple of friends from my sister circle that the Lord put uh, really set up for each one of us to help us, to keep us moving forward to um, usher us into his presence. And it's been such um, life-giving for my life. Well, Bebecca Means is here. She, her title, she says, I'm a child of God. And I like that title. She enjoys photography, beekeeping, and gardening. We also have Karen Plater from Kay's Unique Crafts. You can find Karen on her Facebook page. Is Kay's K-A-Y-S dash unique dash crafts, which is spelled K-R-A-F-T-S. So, Rebecca and Karen, again, thank you so much for being here. I thank know you. that um, our, our first segment just kind of <laughs> ran by us. <laughs> it really got away from us. So, I was asking, talking about, you know, we we have all of these changes that we had to do with our families with COVID. And uh, it's good to talk about those things because it helps us remember that we all experienced it together, that whatever um, highs or lows came out of that season for your family, other families experienced it as well. And we're all on the road to recovering and finding our new normal. But at the same time that we were you know, quarantine for COVID, this racial injustice seemed to play out before our eyes. And I I know that some of us do watch the news and some of us, you know, don't watch it that much. Um, It seems like it was everywhere, even if you don't normally, you know, view the news uh, to to stay Mm -hmm. up on your current events. And 
Some of us talked about it with our families. Some of us didn't. I, I, you know, it, it, when things hit you in the gut and they are so close to you and your family is so close to home, sometimes it's really difficult to, to talk about it. So Rebecca, let's start with you first. Did you feel in, in that season? Cause lit, I mean, we're like still in COVID when this happened. Yeah. Did you feel like you had friends and family and coworkers that reached out to you and cared for you during that season of racial unrest? Um, I, re- I guess I remember my, my father's calls ramped up. You know, he started checking in more. Um, but otherwise, I no, I, I really felt like we all were in mourning, <laughs> for lack of a better description. And and therefore, not really a support, you know, that, that whole thing of bear you one another's burdens just kind of went out the window. And we all just had our own um, situations to shoulder. And in our family in particular, uh, in my husband's family especially, uh, there were quite a bit of COVID cases, uh, Mississippi family, huggy, kissy family, and, you know, it would hit one and just kind of make its way through through the, fam- through the family. And um, in his community, uh, there were not only quite a few cases within his family, but even more within the community and, uh, and several deaths. Um, and so... As I'm so, even though I don't watch the news a whole lot, I I do follow you know my connections on Facebook, and uh, my my friends are quite diverse in ethnicity and school of thought and what have you. And so, on one side, you know there are these, I guess especially. Let me backtrack. It seems that in January, early February. Uh, for about 21 days, we were all one. We were a human race. Mm-hmm. And then as the profile of this virus started to be revealed and, and, and that it particularly hit people of color and the elderly more so than anybody else, I started seeing those divisions come again. And those who were not in either of those categories were you know, hey, let's open up, you know, <laughs> let's get things rolling again. And um, and so as a result, it, it just, you know, I just started to feel that division again. Um, and like I said, I, I just don't think that we were in a place to be supportive to each other. You know, normally if a death happened, you know, it would be this one family that it happened to. And everybody, you know, would rally around like, like, like blood cells in a body, you know, everybody would rally around that, that wounded, that wound to help them heal. But we all had wounds. And so there, I, that was just lost during that time. Yeah. Uh, Unlike any other time in history. Exactly. You know, exactly. Any other time in history. Exactly. Karen, what what are your thoughts? 
Well, um, as far as, you know, everything that happened with the racial injustice, um, along with Rebecca, I think that because we were so isolated of trying to stay healthy that um, people dealt with it on an individual basis, as far as I'm concerned, where there wasn't a bunch of rallying. Of course, a lot of communication via uh, Facebook. Um, I was happy to see that there were some of my Caucasian uh, friends on Facebook who were outraged of what happened and they were voicing, you know, how they felt that they needed to do better as individuals of learning the injustice that we go through. So I was pleased to see that. I even had one person who particularly reached out to me and says, I'm with you, sister. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, it, 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 but uh, really, um, as far as hardcore reach out, I would say there wasn't any, as far as family is concerned, um, you know, we continue to encourage each other, of course, pray for each other. And I was um, also say that um, we also, we didn't have a lot of family members that were stricken with COVID, but we had one, uh, a sister-in-law that was stricken with COVID and she was in a nursing home. So uh, we uh, started doing um, Zoom calls, family Zoom calls. So that was good. It brought the family closer together um, and we would meet to meet and um, pray and see how everybody was doing. And then we had other family members that were in the medical field that was on the front line. So, you know, we needed to, you know, carry them in prayer as well. So um, I think that because of the COVID scenario, that was the biggest thing that the racial injustice wasn't as um, if, if we weren't in COVID, if that makes sense. And, um, but of course, well, we know that people were um, having the rallies and stuff like that. We could see that, but, um, overall, I, I, I mean, the country actually rallied, um, which I was grateful to see the country rallying and to see other people other than color that really recognize and see that, you know, this is, is, is not, Okay, um, but truthfully and honestly, um, in my fifty-six years of, of on this earth, racial injustice has been racial injustice all my life. It's just that an individual recorded it, and it became more prevalent to the entire world. Um, yeah. I'm not saying that right. is okay. I'm not saying that is okay, but right. um, like CNN said the other day. Because um, of smartphones and media, you know, this is what escalated it to have more people um, concerned and aware of it uh, worldwide and outside of our world. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, this, this, this is why I, kind of, I wanted to talk about this today, because, you know, social media, which... Honestly, during COVID, I backed off of Facebook. So, and I still haven't re-entered yet. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm on Instagram, but <laughs> not on not on Facebook. And I didn't. I haven't allowed myself to get back 
into scrolling. Mm-hmm. And and I'll see if I ever feel like I am <laughs> missing something. <laughs> right. You know, um, but, you know, this this is why people who love the Lord and who are followers of Jesus Christ should talk about this, because mm-hmm. a lot of times people hear everyone hears the message on the news. Or they see and read a message on Facebook. But sometimes we don't open up the opportunity to actually, you know, talk about actually this is what what it meant for my family. Like right. these, these are the the true facts that we, you know, that, that we went through. And so right. you my family did start doing Zooms. We we were used to getting together after church for lunch very often. So COVID oh, nice. was really, you know. Kind of came out of the blue for us, you know, <laughs> and really um, disturbed our normal rhythm of being together, of worshiping together, of dancing. My mother always has us dancing. And of course, we have to sing something. And so, <laughs> and pray. We pray and we read scripture and we pray for our, um, for our children, for our young people in our family all the time in person. So this really got us out of our normal rhythm. Mm-hmm. But we did right. start doing Zoom. We did Zoom a little bit, but I really, when when the racial injustice came, played out in front of the entire world, I had a lot of friends um, who are not black or brown to mm-hmm. reach out to me by calling me, you know, or, or, or Zooming. Um, I had opportunity to Zoom with a couple of people Number one, to ask questions and to check to see if I was okay, which I mm-hmm. really, really, really appreciated that. Mm-hmm. I think that we have to remember that as we, all of this is playing out for each other, number one, we have to check on each other. Yeah. Right. We'll need to check on each other because yeah. people will be going through and won't say anything, you know? Mm-hmm. And, right. and they really need you to reach out to them. And then, you know, people were reaching out just to ask questions like, What's what's been the history of this? You know, right. how did how did that happen? You know, in front of all of us, this has been happening. Right. You know, right. and, and it opened up those kinds of conversations, and so I was able to, um, you know, just to educate and and when when you have those conversations, really about what you're feeling in your gut, what it does mm-hmm. is pull people into your circle, and right. you know, kind of your friendship circle or your family circle gets gets bigger. Mm-hmm. And so I, I want to ask you this question, ladies, and in, in light, so everybody's got to keep in mind what we just said about how each of our families experienced COVID and then the racial injustice. Keep that in mind. And then let's go to this question. This week, as this verdict was announced in, in, in this Chauvin case, did this bring you solace and hope? And why did it or why didn't it? I'll I'll jump on that one. Um, Again, I don't watch the news a lot. So uh, not really at all. And so when I when I learned about it, it was through a cousin's Facebook post. And my first response was, is this official? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, is this even real? Mm -hmm. Um. To be honest, you know, I'm uh, same age category with with Karen, 53 years. 
I honestly, um, I just thought it was going to be status quo, you know, the same kind of response that has always been that, yeah, it's, it's quite evident that the, that the police went above, you know, overboard, but, you know, they're going to be acquitted or found not guilty or what have you. And so when I saw that, I just thought, you know, like, is this real? And, um, and so she replied, yes, that it was. And, um, I was in tears, um, happy, happy tears from the standpoint that I have a brown boy who has repeatedly made remarks, you know, when we ask him questions about his life, you know, his future, what, you know, how does he see his future? Uh, he's repeatedly said, uh, I hope to be alive. Mm -hmm. And I'm just thinking, you know, a 12-year-old boy should not be concerned about whether he's going to be alive as an adult. And so I, I, was, I was just in tears that finally a, a new precedent has been set that uh, the lives of brown people matter. Uh, that that they're, they deserve to live, that we deserve to live. Um, at the same time, um, I have some reservation about it. I, I, I wrote a note down just to myself uh, about it, and I likened it to the time that I went to a, a space shuttle launch in 1994, and it was my first, first and only time going. And, you know, there were all this, we got there hours early and, the, you know, the time is just counting down, counting down. And it gets down to the last 10 seconds and, uh, and I'm all excited. And somebody says to me, they can still scrub it in the last 10 seconds. And so I, you know, got silent and I waited and then it got down to seven, six, five. And then people start making their way closer to the edge of the water. Um, and all of a sudden there's all this steam that's, you know, pluming from under the shuttle and it started, you, we were uh, at the VIP site, which was like 3.1 miles from the launch pad and you could feel the earth vibrating under your feet and everybody's shouting and, and it lifts off. And then within a few seconds, everybody goes silent. And, I'm, and I said, well, what just happened? And the person standing nearest me said, we're waiting for the solid rocket boosters to fall off. The solid rocket boosters was what uh, was attributed to the explosion in 86 and uh, 1986. And so everybody went silent waiting for the solid rocket boosters to fall into the ocean. And so I, I feel like I'm there. Uh, liftoff is the verdict, but I'm still waiting for the sentence solid rocket boosters to fall off you know is the sentence going to match the crime um you know because yeah the you know guilty on all three counts but i hate to even voice it but i, I just and i don't want to voice it. i'm just going to say will the sentence match the crime <laughs> karen um i i was on pins and needles to be honest with you because you know, like I said, history has, there's been so much injustice. I was hopeful, but um, 
I, I just when when the verdict came, I was like, uh, do I celebrate? You know, because you just don't know. Is that unknown? And for so long, you know, we yeah. just have had so much injustice. Um, so I was really nervous. I, I actually I just had knots in my stomach um, mm. with the result. Um, I, I just did not know how to feel. I was grateful, hopeful, um, felt like finally somebody's being held accountable. Um, but it was just hard. Uh, my husband called me and he had not heard. And I said, did you hear the results? I said, guilty on all counts. He was like, what, what did you say? Say it again. Are you for real? Are you sure? No. I mean, and, and it's, and I believe we have these feelings because of for so long, it just hasn't gone the correct way. There's always some type of thing that it, it it just doesn't go. And then my other fear was all of the rallies and the killings and all of that craziness. Uh, you know, people were on standby to act a fool. And so I was very concerned about that as well. Not that I would be out there, but in my mind, I'm like, okay, here's one person that's already, life has been taken. And now we're potentially... Uh, risking these rallies of more lives being taken. So all of that just made me feel very uncomfortable and unease. Um, But I am um, very grateful for the verdict because it was just total injustice of what happened. And um, like Rebecca said, uh, we have a president and a vice president who believes in all people and that's what we're here is all of all nationalities is America is not just one nationality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I thank you all for answering that question and, and for answering it, you know, honestly, I, I don't think most people are aware that our young people are wanting to live in a world where, where they want to be alive as adults, you know, we, we would want them to think of their future and think, you know, I'm going to be a, you know, whatever um, they want to be when they grow up. But the reality is some, some young people are wanting to simply be alive. Mm -hmm. And, um, and the more we are willing to talk about it, the more um, we, we will all rally together because Everyone knows that that's not what we want for our young people. We want right. them to, to to be looking to their future and thinking of a bright future. And like Jeremiah 29 and 11 says that we have. Right. We want them to be knowing that, you know, the Lord has something wonderful and great in store for them and is working their lives into that. Um, my m- m- still through COVID, through racial injustice, through, you know, um, the verdict and the sentencing that will come up, my heart really is wanting all of us to, um, to still find that place of unity, you know? Yes. Yes. I feel like during this season, yes, we experienced COVID together, even though it was a little bit different for or different for each family. Um, 
I hope, my hope really is that we love each other more, that we understand each other more, that we really bear the mark of unity like the Lord would want us to, that mm-hmm. um, we really take this season to understand each other, to have some conversations that maybe we didn't have before, to mm-hmm. share some things that maybe we thought it's taboo to talk about this, and, yeah. you know, amongst different cultures. Right. You know, yes. but let's let's go ahead and move past that and say, right. let's talk about some things because Jeremiah 29 and 11 is the Lord's, um, the, the, the promise that we have for each and every race. Okay. Yes. Not, not just one. And so yes. as, as we build this world where we are valuing lives, the lives that God has given us, I think we can get to that place of unity, mm-hmm. um, like the Lord has in mind for us. So, um, Rebecca and and Karen, thank you all so much for joining me. I hope you will join me again in the future. Everyone, have a great week. My name is Carla Nivens. We'll see you back here next week. Thank mm-hmm. you.